Hello, ITAP Online community, and special shout out to all my ITAP Online family members out there. Welcome to another episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance podcast, brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie, I am your host, and I'm here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration. And today, is an interesting topic. You know, this topic popped up in one of our weekly sessions as a part of the ITAP Online Teacher Training Program, and we were discussing the different types of TAP classes and the best ways to approach them. Now, when I say the type of TAP class, I'm talking about a 10-month season class, a six-week session, a drop-in class, or working as a guest artist or choreographer. So the different formats of TAP classes But not only were we discussing the different types of classes that are out there and the different options that are available for teachers and studio owners, but we were discussing which ones should you be teaching? Because there is a big difference between the classes that you are teaching, the classes that you want to teach, and the classes that you should be teaching. And I'm gonna dive deeper into this later and I'm gonna help you figure out which ones you should be teaching, which ones are your superpower. But before we get there, let's first start with the different types of tap classes and the joys and challenges of both. So we have 10 month season classes. Now typically in the US, that could be August to May or September through June. And the positives of these classes are that you have a long-term commitment from the students, which gives you the opportunity to truly invest in them. You can go deep with those students because you have the time to develop your ideas. And I talk about this a lot in the podcast and in the ITAP online community and in the ITAP teacher training program. The idea of playing chess with your students, not checkers, recognizing that it's a long game, right? And these 10-month seasons really lend themselves to that. So those are the beauties of these 10-month season opportunities. Now let's talk about the challenges. Because as beautiful as they are, you know, there are some challenges. One challenge is that a 10-month season can get a little bit tiresome. You know, you're having the same teaching schedule week to week to week. It's the same thing over and over and over again every single week. Of course, your classes are different, but if you teach Wednesdays from 4 to 9 p.m., then you know every Wednesday that you got to, you know, pack your lunch at 2.30, you got to be in the car by 3 o'clock, and that can be very tiresome to certain people and certain people with certain personalities. And the next thing is that you know, it's a long-term commitment. So these 10-month season gigs are not for those who want to hit the road often. So those 10-month season classes are best for those teachers who are committed to the long-term growth and development of their students. Next, we have six-week sessions. Now, six-week sessions typically focus on a specific theme or a piece of repertoire, and this is mostly geared towards adults, right? Because if we're dealing with kids, It really is best that they are committed to a long-term program. Now with adults, it's not always possible for them to commit to that. So a six-week session focused on a specific theme or a piece of repertoire is great for them. 
Now, the positives of a six-week session include that there is a start-to-finish commitment from the students. You know that they plan on attending for the next six weeks, right? It's not a super long-term commitment, so you know that you've got them for those six weeks of classes. And that means that you can really dive deep into whatever material, whatever theme or repertoire it is that you are focusing on. So you've got six weeks of solid start-to-finish commitment from the students. Now, the challenges of these six-week sessions are that you have to stay committed to your theme because that's what people signed up for and that's what they want. So you have to deliver to them that specific result, which means you've got to be careful about the themes that you pick, right? You don't want to pick a tricks and slides class for six weeks for absolute beginner dancers to walk in the door because you know, they're going to struggle to keep up, right? You're going to have to deviate from your theme to cater to the level of the class. So you really want to make good, solid choices when you're choosing your themes of your six-week classes. So six-week session classes are best for those teachers who want to develop a specific theme or focus, but also welcome new students regularly throughout the season. Because once you hit the end of these six weeks, you can happily welcome new students into the class and they will be comfortable with joining you. All right, so we have our 10-month season. We have our six-week sessions. Now, the next type of teaching opportunity and class opportunity are drop-ins, right? Drop-in classes are one and done. Now, I teach a couple of weekly drop-in tap classes. Uh, a few of them are geared specifically towards adults, and I do have a weekly drop-in technique-only class for higher-level teen students. It is also open to higher level adults as well. On a side note, I do not recommend that you do drop-ins for children, teens, students. You know, the technique drop-in classes that I'm offering for these higher level teen students, um, this is an additional opportunity for my students to work with me on a regular basis throughout a 10-month season. So the people who are attending this are already a part of a 10-month season regular technique class. They're a part of a regular weekly improv class. Many of them are a part of my pre-professional tap dance company, Future Step Tap company. So they're already committed and studying on a regular weekly basis. This is just an extra opportunity on top of that. Now, the positives of dropping classes are that it is something and someone new every single week. You know, every single week is, is a different situation and that's really beautiful. When class is over, it is truly over. You wash your hands clean of the class and then you start fresh next week. And again, as I mentioned, you know, most drop-in classes are geared or best geared towards adults or towards higher level tap dancers, which is nice because these are the dancers that have chosen to be there, right? These aren't the kids whose parents signed them up for class who aren't sure if they love dance yet, right? These are the people who love dance and have chosen to be there. Now, the challenges of a drop-in class style format are that it can often lead to mixed levels in the class. For more information about how I recommend that you manage multiple levels in the same class, I recommend that you check out episode nine of the podcast, which is titled 
how to manage multiple levels in the same class. So go ahead and check out that episode for, you know, my tips and tricks on how I handle that. Now, another challenge of drop-in style classes are that attendance can be spotty, especially during the holiday seasons. So, you know, it can be a bit of a challenge in that sense. The next challenge is that a lot of the students can be non-committal. However, If you're nailing it, and when I say nailing it, I mean you are crushing it. You are having a great class on a weekly basis. You should have some sort of regular attendance and following that is growing. So my tips and tricks for teaching drop-in classes are, you know, if you're going to take on this type of format of class, you have to have the ability to assess the level of the room properly in the first three to five minutes of the class. You know, in your warm up, you should be seeking to figure out very quickly the level of the room so that you can continue moving forward with catering the class to those people. And you also really have to gain comfort with managing multiple levels in the same class. You really have to be the type of teacher that you know, goes by the seat of their pants in every class. You know, every class is different. You didn't necessarily plan out your choreography and your exercises for the day, but rather you've got a bag of exercises, a huge bag of exercises and a huge bag of choreography and repertoire to pull from or have the comfort and ability to build technical exercises and choreography on the spot so that you're really catering to the people who showed up to class that day. All right, so we have our 10-month season, we have our six-week sessions, and we have our drop-in tap classes, right? So these are kind of the weekly tap class formats of teaching at a dance studio on a weekly basis. Now let's talk guest artist opportunities. So you could do guest artist workshops. These are similar to drop-in tap classes, and you're traveling and you're going into new places. And the positives include meeting new dancers in new places. It's something new every time and the pay is guaranteed to be higher than weekly classes. Now the challenges include that there is going to be negotiation involved because you do have to negotiate your pay rate. There's also going to be traveling involved and there aren't going to be as many opportunities for guest artist workshops as there are for weekly classes. So even though the money is more, the opportunities are less. And the other challenge is that the potential for mixed levels are super high and to be honest when you do these guest artist workshops you have no idea what you are walking into you have no sense of their level of their program of the quality of training that they're receiving so you know this goes back to very similar tips and tricks for managing drop-in classes and that is that you have to read the room in those first three to five minutes and you really need to be super comfortable with managing multiple levels in the same room but my other tip and trick for guest artist classes and this is really this is really right at the top of the list. You have to inspire these students and you have to give them something that they have not received from their current teachers. This is why the studio has chosen to invest in bringing in a guest artist. So you need to make sure that at the top of the list of things that you are accomplishing through teaching this class, giving them that source of inspiration and giving them knowledge that they have not yet received from their current teacher is really going to help to, you know, just teach a killer, awesome guest artist workshop class. 
Now, the next opportunity that you can have as a guest artist teacher at studios is as a guest choreographer. Now, personally, I don't do guest choreography anymore. I'm just not into it. You know, I prefer to choreograph on dancers that I know. And being a guest choreographer doesn't always give you that opportunity unless you're circling back around to the same dance studios year after year. And also, guest choreographer work typically lends itself towards competition dance. And I'm just not into supporting that system. So for more information on that, you could check out episode 27 titled Are Dance Competitions Broken? But I do have a lot of experience with it. You know, I used to do a lot of guest artist choreography for lots of studios. Uh, some of it was for, you know, more concert dance style work, more pre-professional work, and some of it was for competition work. And my big tip and trick for those of you who want to go down this avenue is that you have to be extremely flexible. Come in with your idea of the choreography. Absolutely. You should already have things lined up. You should already have a concept in your mind. You should already have your music picked out, some footwork, some shapes, you know, formations, ideas, but you have to be ready to change it because, you know, depending on the gig, you might not have any idea of the student's level or ability until you get there. This used to happen to me all the time. You know, I'd get flown out of state and, you know, no matter how many times I would ask them like, hey, can you send me a video of the dance that they did last year or anything? Like it never actually gave me a true sense of the dancer's capability and level. I really had to wait until I was in the studio with the dancers myself to truly see what they were capable of. So you really have to, you know, be super flexible, come in with your idea, and just make sure that what you're giving them is a piece that is attainable. You want to give them something to strive for, of course, but don't spend a weekend teaching the dancers, leaving them with a mess of footwork that they barely understand and break down videos, hoping that they're gonna get through it. So there's that healthy balance between something that is challenging, but also something that is attainable. And you also, if you're going to be a guest choreographer, you have to be very responsible. You have to be very on top of communication and you have to make sure that you are you know, communicating clearly via email about your travel plans, about your fees, about how many hours you you are promising to work with these dancers and you need to make sure to give them all of the breakdown videos that they need to be able to work on cleaning this piece properly without you. All right. So those are my tips and tricks for those of you who are stepping into guest artist, you know, guest teacher work or guest choreographer work. So let's talk about how you go about deciding which classes are the best for you, right? So we were talking the ITAP teacher training program, and one of the questions that I asked everyone was, which type of classes do you want to teach, right? We considered the 10-month season, the six-week sessions, the drop-in classes, the guest artist workshops, and the guest choreographer gigs. And so I asked everyone, you know, what do you want to teach? And then I asked them, what is your superpower? You know, are you currently crushing it with the five to seven year old beginner tap one kids or the ages seven to 10 kids that have a couple years experience or maybe beginner level teens are your forte or maybe it's intermediate level adults. Which classes are you awesome at? And it was so fascinating because what I found was that almost nobody 
was embracing their superpower. So they would say something like, yeah, you know, I'd really love to do drop-in classes. And then they'd say, well, now that I think about it, my superpower are, you know, the ages five to seven beginner tap kids. So, you know, I found that there were teachers who had this desire to dive into something that wasn't even related to their superpower. So after we had this discussion, you know, it was really fascinating because it made people step back and say, wow, you know, I found that I've been able able to make the greatest difference in the lives and the tap dance journeys of these age students, these level students, this group of students. And then from there, what I did was I encouraged them to harness the class type that fits with that group. So if your superpower is adult intermediate tap dancers, then go for the drop-in classes or the six-week sessions, depending on your personality. Not everybody has the personality or the skill or the comfort or the knowledge to run a drop-in class, and that's okay. Go for the six-week session. You know, maybe your superpower are, you know, the beginner level teens, right? So that means that's a 10 month season situation. Now, if you also know in your heart and soul that you're not trying to have a 10 month season commitment into something and you just want to, you know, do some guest artist work here and there, you really have to make sure that you are providing the inspiration and the knowledge that they are not currently capable of accessing through their current tap teacher. So that's really how I recommend that you decide which classes are best for you. Find your superpower and harness it because this is why we teach you guys. We teach because we're passionate about passing down the art form to, you know, the next generation of dancers, even if they're adults, you know, for every adult that you teach, For all we know, maybe they're not going to become professional dancers, but maybe they're going to have kids. And because they took tap class, they're going to put their kids in tap class. So really what we're doing as teachers is we're planting seeds for the future of this beautiful art form. So I want you to just take a moment and I want you to really consider what is my superpower as a teacher And then say, all right, what format of class really fits with me harnessing that superpower and which really fits with my personality? So I would actually love to know you guys. You know, I love hearing from you. So comment in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group and let me know. You can get to the ITAP Online Community Facebook group by going to itaponlinecommunity.com or you can just type ITAP Online Community in your app or on your desktop when you're on Facebook and you can find us over there. You can always write me back in an email at contact at itaponline.com. I always write back every single comment, every single email every single time. So go ahead and join us in the ITAP online community. I would love to hear more about you. And if you're not already an ITAP online family member, go ahead and check that out. Go to itaponline.com, click on membership and see what it is to be an ITAP online family member. It's my opportunity to support you in your tap dance journey at a higher level. ITAP Online family members have full-time access to the ITAP Online video library, which is full of breakdown videos, tons of tap dance tutorials, so you can gain access quick and easy to some new knowledge and some fresh inspiration 
but I also just introduced my ITAP online family member live chat sessions. So twice a month I'm going live. I actually just did one today at the time of recording this podcast. I did one today and it was our first one and it was awesome. It was so nice, you know, sharing real live face-to-face time with such passionate tap teachers all around the world. Really fantastic. You know, we were we were talking about what's going on in everybody's tap classes. I was helping people brainstorm new ideas to, you know, face the challenges that they're working, you know, with in the studio with their students. And I think today's big focus, we were talking about how to keep ages seven about, you know, ages like sorry, not seven, ages about nine through 12 beginner level tap dancers engaged and focused. And it really was a beautiful discussion. So that's what ITAP online family members get. So if that's what you're looking for, if you are looking for more support as a tap dance teacher, I would love to be there for you. So go ahead and check out the ITAP online family membership, and hopefully we will have the opportunity to share some shuffles together soon.